Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi. I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honored to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. As a spiritual medium and psychic, Jason Zook uses his intuition to provide guidance and advice to those seeking insight and direction, along with connections to the other side to communicate with departed loved ones. Jason also has his own podcast, The Social Psychic Radio Show, which has been ranked in the top religion and spirituality podcasts in the U.S., The moment Jason and I sat down together, our energies connected and transcended the distance between us, knowing that we were both right where the universe intended us to be to connect, collaborate and grow our shared mission. Welcome, Jason, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be on. Yeah. Now you're joining us all the way from Florida. Uh, for those who don't know you or have not heard of you, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm Jason Zook, the social psychic. I'm an attorney, a psychic medium, a podcaster, and also doing some life coaching work that I'm going to get into in the future. And I just started a second show called Psychic Visions Podcast with Electrocast Media, which will be coming out shortly, but it's professionally signed out of LA. So we'll be doing that very shortly as well. We're in the process of recording interviews and getting that launched. So it's like my dream coming true to work with my best friend, Megan Kane, who's my co-host. It's like such a dream. Can you imagine getting an opportunity to work with your best friend to do something you're passionate about and what you care about the most? I do it every day. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I was a lawyer. I mean, I'm still a lawyer, but this is where my passion lies. Like I'm really excited about being able to, you know, do something that I just am very excited about. So. Well, you don't do things in halves, do you, Jace? What's that? <laughs> you don't do things in halves, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, tell us about um, your psychic abilities and your, your ability to communicate with the other side. How did this all come about? Okay, uh, sure. Yeah, my, my family has psychic abilities in its background. Like my grandmother was psychic. My mom just figured out recently she's psychic and she's 75 I um, always had deja vu as a child, but I was told not to talk about it because I grew up in the 80s here in the United States, Mm -hmm. New Jersey. Uh, I was told, don't talk about it. It's not something you bring up. So I didn't bring it up. And then my grandfather passed away when I was 33. And I always had a premonition before his death that I'd be alone by myself with no one to console me. And 
if anyone knows me closely, they know I'm always around a lot of people normally before COVID mm-hmm. that I am very social. I call myself the social psychic yeah. for a reason. I yeah. like to be social. Yeah. And the time he actually passed, I was alone in a uh, hotel room doing a deposition in Wisconsin. And I, my premonition came true and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then um, orbs of light came into the hotel room and it was my grandfather's energy. It's like, every I don't know if you ever saw the show Unsolved Mysteries. Mm. It's a mm-hmm. show that used to be big in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. Um, I felt like I was living my own <laughs> episode of Unsolved Mysteries, orbs of light coming into the room, lighting up this room that's dark. I just found out from my mom that my grandfather had died and I felt this unconditional, unconditional love wash over me, a wave of it. And my grandfather spoke to me in telepathy and he said, son, I love you. Don't ever worry about grieving me. I'm always with you. Go get some food. Take care of yourself. I love you, son. Don't ever cry for me. And I never have cried since then. And this is the man who helped raise me as a child because we grew up with my grandparents in the house with us. I was a single parent family. So my mom's dad and mom. Wow. So for that wow. to happen... And so I went and got food about an hour later at Panera Bread in, in, uh, in Wisconsin. And I was at the drive-thru. And my, one of my close friends called me from high school to check on me because she knew my grandfather was sick. But we didn't think he'd die that soon. He had a stroke. And so when, I called, when she called, I told her that, yeah, my grandfather died. And she's like, oh, my God, your premonition. Where are you? I'm by myself in Wisconsin, just like I said seven years earlier would happen. She's like, oh my God, you must be horrible. I'm like, no, I'm all right. I'm like, my grandfather came to me in the hotel room, orbs of light. And I just started saying the things. And for the first time ever, I sensed through the phone, her energy. I read energy. I sensed her energy. I knew she wasn't believing what I was saying. She thought I wasn't credible with my description with the orbs of light. And I just said, you know, if you doubt what I'm saying, how about it's like your grandmother coming through. She's like, my grandmother's been dead for six months, Jason. You know that. I said, well, what if your grandmother had something to say to you? And she was like, well, that's not possible. And then next thing you know it, her grandmother comes through and speaks something so specific to her that only her and her grandmother knew about it for many years. And she's dropped the phone and started crying. And I didn't know what I did. And she didn't know what I did. And then her future husband picked up the phone and said, why is why is Tracy crying in the bathroom? And I, I don't know. And then Tracy called me back and was like, you're the only one that I can't believe you can. You did that. And I said, I don't know. I went back to the hotel room that night. I left the lights on like a little kid because I was afraid. <laughs> I was like, am I seeing dead people? Can I communicate? It was, it was really, it was, it was, it was quite a, an experience at first. Wow. That's yeah. And I, I completely uh, can relate to you. Um, I, uh, in, in recent years also um, have realized my psychic abilities as well. Um, I love it. And, um, you know, apparently I've had them since I was a kid and, and, and like you, you kind of just push it aside and you think, oh yeah, no, that's nothing. And then, um, you know, more recently it's become more apparent and like, um, you know, I also have a, a full-time job in, in, you know, as well as doing this and I, I say things and do things at work and they go, stop reading my mind. I'm like, I'm, I can't help it. Um, you know, and so I'll, this happens all the time. And, you know, there's some things, some conversations I have with people and you're explaining all this energy stuff and they're just like, I just can't, you know, like they don't understand you and you know, it's you like can a tell. headlights. Yeah. A yeah. deer in headlights. They look at you like, huh? <laughs> and they don't believe you. Right. And then you're, I, I dealt with that for many years. For many years, I didn't believe it. Yeah. I stayed in the psychic closet, so to speak. Because I was a lawyer licensed in five states along the Mississippi Gulf Coast of, you know, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida, New Jersey. Out of those five states, yeah. I don't think there's any state <laughs> that would be comfortable with a psychic medium attorney. <laughs> so I had, I had to parcel it. You know, I had to mm, wait. Mm. I never thought I would do what I'm doing right now. Finally, I'm on the cusp of switching up a little bit or evening it out where I'm going to be, you know, doing more psychic work, spiritual work. 
And I, for me, it's all about healing. Mm -hmm. I think everything mm -hmm. we do is exchange of energy. And what I figured out, and you're probably the same way, you're a light worker. You probably know this already. Mm -hmm. I can tell just by your energy and the ethics and everything else, it, you're a light worker. And um, a light worker, just for your audience, is someone who brings light where darkness exists, simplified definition. People who work hard to change the world through their actions, through their job, through their deeds, through their beliefs, by experiencing and providing love and loyalty and honesty to others and helping people move beyond certain limitations within themselves. That's what I think you're very strong with. And I think you're good at that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, one thing I'm curious about, Jace, is like, as an attorney, does the psychic stuff help you in that realm? I'm going to answer that as I always have. Um, if you look up the ethics rules, you can't. <laughs> uh, you can't find an ethics rule that says, what do you do if you're psychic and you go to court? There's no such rules. So since I interpret, you know, we interpret rules and regulations, if there's not one there, I keep them as two separate hats. When I literally mm. am in my lawyer role, I don't pretend I'm a psychic. I don't even acknowledge it. I leave it where it's at. When I'm doing psychic stuff, I don't give legal advice. I don't talk to any clients about legal stuff. They're two separate hats. It's almost like I entertain as a psychic and then I train to be a lawyer. Yeah. And that's how I've yeah. separated it. And, and for many years, as I started my psychic practice, I literally would have readings after hours only. No readings during business hours. Those are my lawyer hours. And then when the when the six o'clock hits, I put on my lawyer hat and here I am. I just, I just find that fascinating, you know, like imagine if the two were, were molded together, how interesting that would be, you know, like particularly <laughs> particularly in your part of the country as well. Like. Sounds like a reality show, right? I'm just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you told us about um, your, your story with Tracy and how, how you, you know, revealed uh, your talents. I mean, what kind of things have you revealed for people that's really changed their lives through, through your readings? Wow. Um, I'll give you an easier example, I guess. Uh, one of my, one of my straightforward examples, I had a, a father contact me a couple of years ago about his son who committed suicide and his wife tried to go see the Long Island medium and went up to New York from Florida and went up to see her to see if she could hopefully give her some insight about her son committing suicide. So she went up there and then wasn't able to, you know, obviously Long Island has a lot of people want to talk to her. Mm. So Teresa Caputo. So she went up there, was disappointed, came back. Her husband decided to reach out to a local medium, uh, found me, and sent me an email. And I sat on it for a few days like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Finally, that Friday, her, the son that committed suicide came to me when I got down my office at 6 o'clock on Friday. Some people go to happy hour. I contacted the father and said, hey, I originally thought I was going to call him and talk about uh, setting up a, you know, an appointment or letting them know that I don't really do grief counsel. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a therapist. If you really want me as a medium, I'd recommend you get a therapy first. And then once you're ready, come to me and I can see about entertaining you as a psychic. I always use it under those auspices. And what happened was he came through right away and he let them know, he let the father, the father was whispering to me outside and the wife was inside and he didn't want the wife to know I was on the phone. But then I picked up on some specific things and he knew that it was his son coming in. And so he grabbed his wife. And the next thing you know, they're outside talking to me in the garage where they were. And the son's coming through, bringing up all these facts about how he didn't mean to kill himself. He literally wanted just a cry for help. Unfortunately, this is one of the things he was successful at. He didn't intend to die. He realizes all the harm he brought them. Um, it's one of the most emotional experiences that I can tell you I've had where I cried during the, during the reading. They cried. I cried. 
and we all like laughed and and it was like i was sitting in their garage with them and after about an hour you know we concluded the call i haven't talked to them in the last three years two years but the father like just thanked me so much and and the, and the wife thanked me and and it brought me so much peace of mind to realize what you can really do with this stuff if you do it the right way and you mm-hmm. really intend it to be strictly for healing strictly for reassurance and clarity and helping people it's a it's a powerful force of nature i consider mm-hmm. a force of nature i don't consider what I, i'm an, we're instruments mm-hmm. we don't we don't have psychic powers you know it's an instrument and so we're instruments and so once you realize that and you get your ego out of the way and you can understand things you can make some really um, you can have some really amazing experiences. Like I'll go through my day now and I'm not really doing as much learning stuff at the moment. And I have like a reading scheduled and I'll meet with somebody and I'll connect with them through the phone or through zoom. And it's just so powerful for me. It gives me so much meaning and purpose mm. you know, to have the ability to connect with people directly. And it's an icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say it's a, a greater purpose for you than, than being a lawyer? Being a lawyer to me was like, I trained to do it. It's like my 3D world job. Like there's a, there's doctors who are spiritual and have life-changing experiences. And there's still, you're always going to be a lawyer. You're always going to be a doctor. Yeah. You're always going to be a teacher. But this isn't something I trained for. Yeah. This is something that's in me that I became aware of through my own inner journey over time for the last 15, 16 years or whatever it is. And it's something I'm most confident about. If somebody wants to criticize me for being a bad lawyer or being a bad person or being whatever. I'm not a bad person. I know I'm not. But if somebody tried to give me criticism about something, Jason's messy or Jason's yeah. procrastinates. I'll take that every day. But if someone says Jason's a bad psychic, <laughs> I won't take that. Cause I know what I do. My heart's in it. Yeah. And I know what I do. I'm damn good at it. And I've, I've seen the positive impact and the relationships it's created in my life. And I'm grateful for it. Mm, amazing. Now I've spoken to quite a few psychic mediums recently and <laughs> Can I just tell you, it's been life-changing. Like it is like I've walked away from some of those conversations, a different person, like your your sight is just so much broader um, after those experiences. And I'm I'm curious to know with you, like when you do a reading or when someone comes through to you from the other side, um, in, in terms of how you experience it, is it, you know, you see things or you feel things or you hear things? How does it work for you? Beautiful. Yeah. So you know how we have five senses? There's a, a school of thought, and I believe in this actually, that we have psychic senses too. And so when I communicate with the other side, it's like playing charades. I always use the analogy of playing charades, that things will pop in my mind, like images, words, phrases, resi- uh, memories of the past that the person may have, or future events. It's just, uh, and sometimes I'll have my clairvoyance, which is my clear vision, or my clear audience, which is listening. Uh, I'm not the best with names. That's not my forte, but I can connect uh, with the energy of the person, whoever alive or dead. And I feel like once I connect and I pick up, I channel something and then I can give insight to the person when I do that. And usually when the loved one comes through, they're always identifying themselves usually first as how they died or how they're connected to the person. The recipient receives the message. I provide the information kind of like doing AT&T to the other side is always always say, <laughs> but it's, it, you're involved in the, in, in it, but you realize you're, you're, you're just a, a messenger and that the person who's receiving the information is the interpreter and understands the different signs and cues and, and, and bits of information that pop in. And I think with mediumship for me, at least it was the thing I started out with. It was my first skill set that I had. 
and that I knew I had. And then as time went on, I learned about my ability to find a missing dog in New York state. When I was sitting in Florida, once one of my college friends, one of my friends from a wedding I met asked me about their missing dog and I connected and found the dog. Well, told her she'd find a dog 24 hours later. He'd have his tan leash on. He was in uh, a garage or a shed and they found them exactly there. And so I knew I can connect to animal energy and just all the experiences I've had through mediumship. And, and I've actually worked on um, picking up my own theories about missing people with my best friend, Megan, the one who's doing the other show with me, we've done that before. And I feel very strongly that the stuff we pick up, you know, just, you know, people think mediumship and they think, okay, connect me to my dead aunt. No mediumship is a whole plethora of things that you can do with it between working on cold cases or, or coming up with theories, I should say, because I'm not working on any cold cases, but theories or, Helping someone find a missing object. I've had people ask me about that before. Mm. Helping people understand their relationships, their dynamics in their career and their office politics and all these other, it's just, it's all that stuff kind of bundled into the psychic label. Mm. And um, I know for me, um, when I was speaking to another psychic medium recently and I was explaining when the penny dropped for me was that um, I would always get these, it would just be like, phrases or words would come to me like it was like a message and then I'd be like well, what does that mean and it would happen in the same place geographically and it was right next to a cemetery and I was like you're picking up, ah. you're picking up on messages from the other side <laughs> yeah and a lot of people are mediums and they don't realize it yeah a lot of people say to me well my grandmother passed away a few years ago and she always comes in my dreams and I'm like well that's probably your grandmother communicating with you well that's not possible why is it why is it not possible prove me the alternative yeah. show me where it is possible. And I'll tell you, it is possible because I've experienced it for 20 years almost. And you're experiencing it. And your grandmother happens to be coming to you in a dream and you're figuring these things out. Like, come on, <laughs> there's, you got to believe in order to understand it. Right. It's like, it's like the matrix. You got to take yourself out of that pod, mm. keep an open mind, mm. venture outside your comfort zone and not fear things. Yeah. And exactly. For me, my grandmother is, is around me all the time. And there'll be times, Jason, I'll be sitting here and I'll just feel this, this glow behind me. And I know she's Loving right presence. there. Yeah. She's right behind me. And it's just like this glow and you're just like, Oh, I know you're there. And you know, she um, has become my guide in, in what I do now, like all the messages I get for what I'm meant to do in, in this podcast and, and this agency, it's all coming from her. I love that you're yeah. channeling your higher self and she's helping you and she's guiding you. Like my grandfather guides me every day. You're yeah. getting guided by your spiritual protector, your grandmother, who's, mm. who's your conduit. And she's helping you with all the things you're doing right now. Yeah. Now, um, if people want to have a reading with you, Jason, what can they expect? <laughs> Basically <laughs> I laugh at that. Cause I, I say to myself, what do I expect when I do readings? Uh, a candid conversation, but an opportunity to hopefully get, I always, you know, I only do readings when I'm at my best. What I mean by that is I had COVID for a few weeks. Mm. I didn't do any readings. I would never do a reading with somebody when I'm not either with it, uh, you know, meaning if I'm depressed or if I tired, I'll just tell people, look, I want to reschedule you to a time that I know I'm hundred percent my best. Cause to me, I feel like I'm a performer like anyone else that they rely on. And if they're going to hire me to be a medium or, or be a psychic to them, then I need to do what, what's best. You know, I need to tell them, what comes through, but I do it in a way where I, I, my ultimate goal is to have that person feel a lot better than when they first contact me. Mm. And I don't always get to do that. I don't always get to connect with everybody perfectly, but I would say a good number of the people I work with 
can come back. They come back to me regularly and they tell me the things I pick up are, are, you know, I had a, I, I used to do Groupon, you know, what Groupon is in yeah. Australia. Yeah. I started yeah. out on Groupon as a psychic medium. Cause I wanted to give myself a, an internship <laughs> for discounted readings. So I had, I had people go through my Groupon for like two or three years. I built a base of people. There was a lady who I read for when I first started and she, I used to transcribe, I used to um, record my readings and give it to them. So she transcribed one of the early readings I gave her. Then she shows up two years later before COVID happened, she showed up in my office in person and she had a, a, a folder. I was like, she's got a folder. What's she doing? She whips out the folder. And as I'm talking to her, she's like, okay, I have this transcribed from when we met <laughs> and you told me 18 things would happen. And I'm on number 17 right now. And it all happened in the order you said it. And I'm like, I don't remember when I say things I channel. She's like, well, I'm, I need an update. So here we are. And I started to laugh. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's crazy, but amazing at the same time that she transcribed my information. I got her through the reading, looked at it and marked it off the last two years. And she's so methodical that she's ready for the next the next reading. <laughs> oh, if that's not a checklist for, for validation, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, I have that happen a lot of times. I, I, I started doing some parties here in Florida where I go to I went to a chiropractor's party and there were my best friend and I did it. And we read people, probably 50 people each in like four hours. And one of the women I met in May of last year sent me a message literally two, three weeks ago um, to tell me that this and this and this that I told her, this happened, that happened. I met a new person. I bought a new house. And you were right. I'm having a child because she wanted to have a kid. And I, I was only talking to her for 15 minutes. And she said that all those three things I said, she wanted to make sure I knew. And I've had that happen a couple of times where people come back and really validate you. And that's that's the best part of doing this stuff is like being validated. Yeah. And have an impact. And that must be so rewarding when people come back to you and say, look, it's all happened just like you said it would. Like that must be the best feeling. It, it's It's been happening for so many years already. When it first started happening to me, I remember I had my own disbelief because I was like, I used to, you get nervous. You yeah. Know, you, no matter how many times you do this, I used to get nervous at first, but then I've done them so many times already that you just, it's like riding a bike or working out at the gym. If you see these bodybuilders, They've been in the gym for years training and putting all the work in. Well, I've been putting all the work in as a psychic. And so, yes, you can call me and I can feel confident that if I'm in the right mindset, I'm going to pick up stuff that's going to blow your mind. That's what I, I don't, I don't, I don't have an ego, but I know that the people I work with, that's the kind of stuff my reviews show. When people look at my Google reviews, they'll see like a hundred, I think like a hundred something. They'll see, they're all five-star and yeah. they'll see that yeah. the stuff I come up with, the people that write the reviews aren't like, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a narrative they write. <laughs> and I'm so impressed with what my clients write about me because I'm like, I'm really honored by it and appreciative and just so happy and humbled at the same time. Yeah. Now, Jason, a, a question I love to ask guests on this show, uh, because we are at the Ethical Change Agency, what does being ethical mean to you? Can I show you something? Sure. I brought it out for you. Yeah. This is me as a lawyer. It's it's an award for the highest get out <laughs> of town. Standards. I had to do it for 15 years. I was like, you know what, since we're doing this interview and it's about ethics, ethics is so important to me. Um, I feel like if we're all more, if we're, if we are all more ethical, loyal, you know, doing, do, do the things that, you know, you're, you just inherently know are the right things to do. It, it, you're going to have a better life. You're not going to have any guilt. Mm. You're not going to have any regret. You're going to have better relationships with others. It's like, treat those the way you want to be treated. The golden rule, the 10 commandments, all those things rolled in one. That's my interpretation of ethics. Now, there are professions that have like the legal profession. Mm. 
the ethics rules of the legal profession are so cumbersome that there's things I could do as a psychic medium to advertise, promote myself that I can't do as a lawyer. So I'm like, you know, I like this better because I'm not as <laughs> hindered. Yeah. And, and trust me, I love ethics, but I think sometimes you got to balance ethics and make sure you're doing the right thing, but fit it within the situation and the people you're working with. But always like as psychics, we need to be ethical and spiritual people. We need to be ethical. Like you can't, you can't just ha- not have your heart in something and try to do this and work with people. You're just not going to be successful at it. People will know. Mm. And information is so important because words look how much misinformation is happening in the United States right now oh. and around the world about COVID and all that. If we had one form that was the accurate information verified and everyone's on the same page, this pandemic would have been gone years ago. Right. Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking, by the way, it's going to end soon. I know you guys had uh, your own experiences with stuff and it's just like, we've all been on pins and needles. The entire planet has been, if you, mm. if you think of a pressure cooker, We've all been in this pressure cooker. We're all ready to just let out. Yeah. So, yeah. Look at our headlines: Russia on the border of Ukraine. Like, I I pray that that doesn't happen. But you're looking at what we're seeing, and it's a repeating of history over and over as as what we see over and over in our world. And Mm. so, I feel like if we're ethical and we carry ourselves uh, the way we should, and and follow the golden rule of life, and do what we need to do we will be a better planet. We will be a better people. We will evolve. We will grow. We will change. We will um, be better versions of ourselves. You know, Greater love. I have asked hundreds of people that question and I, that is like one of the best answers I've ever gotten. Seriously. It is just blown it out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to give you an example. That little award, I, uh, I remember being a baby lawyer when I first got out of law school and people were like, Oh, are you going to get the, are, are you going to strive for that? And I was like, yes. Well, you know, it's going to take like 15 years. Okay. It took 15 <laughs> years, but it's, it's, it's the way you treat your peers. You know, the reason you get that award as a lawyer is you do what you need to do, but you treat your peers with respect. You go into court, you do the right thing. You work with the clients and you get rated by your peers. I had to have 15 other lawyers or judges or academics, people I know that I practice law with, you know, verify that I'm a credible, ethical person. And I, 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 I saw that in my living room. I'm like, I'm going to bring that in here in my <laughs> podcast room to show you because it so ties in. When you reached out to me and I was like, I love the name of your podcast. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that is so awesome. It fits within, like, it aligns with me. Well, I mean, if, you know, we're going to be the change, we actually have to start with us, right? It all begins exactly. with us. And that's the whole theme of this. And, you know, I've been doing this for a couple of years now and it's just more and more clear every single conversation that I have. And for, for those people who, who can't see you now on video, what you what you were showing us is is an award that you got for ethics in, in, in law. So yeah. um, just just iconic, really. <laughs> so, Thank you. And congratulations to you for that. Mm. It's synchronicity, right? It's synchronicity, meaning it lines up with our interview. And I was walking around my house. I get excited before these interviews, to be honest with you. I like call my mom and say, hey, by the way, mom, I'll be on the phone for an hour or whatever. I'll be busy. <laughs> and I, I was like, I want to, I want to have, a, I want to have like a show and tell today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, Jason, no doubt you and I, have both experienced skeptics in what we do. And just so that we can help those skeptics, what kind of energy are you reading from me now? I, you know, as you got on earlier with me, I see you having a lot of projects coming up. You're really hard working at things. And there's some things that were slow in the past year or so that you've been like waiting for, but not waiting for, but trying to get past and it's coming up. I feel like this spring, 
which is our spring. So I guess March, April, May, those are the months that whatever you've been trying to get done are going to actually come into fruition. And you, you have so many things in your mind that you want to get out like creatively. I feel like you just need to like let one out at a time kind of thing. Like your ideas, your plans, your goals. Sometimes you get a bottleneck in the chakra here, even though you're a podcaster like me, mm-hmm. we also can get blockages in our chakras and, uh, you know, communication is your forte. And you, I think your grandmother's a huge influence on a lot of things like we mentioned earlier. And I feel like she's wanting me to tell you that, that she's um, expressing so much uh, excitement and joy with what you've accomplished and what you're doing. And so with all these things intertwined, I'm telling you, 2022 is going to be a year that you laid on the foundation. 2023, 2024, 2025 are going to grow from it. So it's like when you put the seed down, you plant it in the, in the dirt and it grows and you, and you cater it. That's what I see happening for you. I see some advancements. I see some positive relationships coming into your life. You're going to have people that come into your life that you haven't had in a while who actually prop you up, make you happy, give you, we're givers. Our energies are giving energies. So when you give, 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 we get depleted. And I'm being told to tell you to watch so you don't deplete yourself. You don't overdo it. Because look, I'm the same way. Last summer, when I got into the podcasting on, on uh, these different sites like Podmatch, I was just diving in the deep end and loving every second. Of it. And then I burnt out and mm. I realized I got to pace myself. And I'm going to tell you, you're the same way. You got to pace yourself, but you're on steady, gradual footing for progress and success and things that you're accomplishing, not just in your professional life, but also in your personal life. And in relationships with people that you may feel isolated or not as close to, people are coming back and, and reconnecting with you too. Hmm, interesting. Hmm, okay. Well, we will see. <laughs> I've been getting that a lot. Um, that particularly the podcast itself is going to skyrocket. That's what I keep getting told. <clears throat> and I, I see it. And I can feel it too. Your energy relates to me, somebody who's going to not just be podcasting, you're going to be producing things. You're going to yeah. be working with other people. And, and I see that I have the same type of thing. I want to produce. I want to do this. I'm to, I have all this restless energy of things I'm passionate about, like social justice and equality here in the United States. And when I can have somebody on my show that talks about those things, I get like giddy, like I'm a little kid, like so excited. <laughs> you're the same way though. You're, you're so strong with your passions. And it, it, I know you're in Australia right now, and I got goosebumps, by the way. <laughs> I'm telling you spiritually, you're meant to be pursuing these passions. And you're meant to be behind a microphone or in front of a microphone and a screen. Mm. And you're going to produce other creative ventures. I think you may write stuff. You may I, I see you as a prolific writer, and you're going to do a lot of these things coming together that project-wise you haven't been able to do in the past. Doors are going to open for you, and you're actually going to teach a lot of people about the things you're most passionate about. Mm, love it. Love it. That's all I've had in the back here. Thank you very much. You've justified that for me. <laughs> That's amazing. It's like a mirror. It's yeah. like a mirror. You know what I say it can sometimes be a mirror where it can show you things. That, and sometimes when people hear things that I tell them and they're like, you're right about that. I'm like, well, I don't mean to say if I'm right or wrong. I'm just telling you your energy and what I pick up. Mm. And uh, it, 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 it could be very powerful when you realize that we're all interconnected. The fabric of the universe. It mm. might not be visual but it's connected. Mm. Deceased loved ones like your grandmother and my grandfather, they're like the Wi-Fi signal we don't pay attention to regularly. Yes, I love that. They're always on. Mm. They're always there. They're always on. You don't have to look crazy if you feel like you're talking to them in the mirror because they listen to you. And anyone who listens and is grieving somebody right now, you don't have to go to the cemetery to talk to your deceased loved one. Sit on your couch, get a glass of water, 
and just talk to your loved one. Mm. And or I do it in the mirror. I like to do it in the mirror because I feel like, that, you know, when I see myself that they could be viewing me, it makes it more natural to me. Mm. I love that. Love it. And Thank you. the thing, the thing that I'm picking up with you is that, um, you know, we both, um, p- podcasting for us and connecting with other spiritual people like this, it's, it's a natural high for us. It's a, it's quite addictive. Um, and yes. you know, for me, um, the thing that I have that spurred me on to do this is I loved the transformation in people from the beginning of an interview to the end, um, just that energy transformation. And you see someone who comes in really nervous and they don't know what to do. And then by the end, they're like on the biggest high you've ever seen. And it's just, I absolutely love that. And, you me know, the, the connection that we're having, it's not, it's not just an interview. Like you're on the other side of the world. You're getting goosebumps from me. And like, I still get them. Yeah. I still have them right now on my yeah. arm. They're like standing up. I know I have hairy yeah. arms, but they're standing up on my arms right now. So and that's to me indicating as a message yeah. that everything we're discussing is accurate. And your grandmother is so strongly with you. I feel like you have a picture of her. You think about when you focus sometimes. And I, she's telling me to tell you that she sees you looking at that picture and then, <laughs> And there's just so many things that she sees in you that she's so proud of. Like, I, I just, I just get her beaming with pride from, from cheek to cheek grinning at you right now. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And yeah. So, you know, this isn't just a podcast. It isn't just an interview. It no, is, it's all about connecting. It's and, a and, soul and, connection. And these relationships. Mm, yeah. Now, Jason, if people want to find out more about you and have a reading or get in touch and learn more, where can they go? You can go to, um, if you're on Instagram, my handle on Instagram is the social psychic and my website is the social psychic, www.thesocialpsychic.com. My email is the social psychic at gmail.com, which it's, there's a dot in between the dot social dot psychic. And the best way someone can reach out is just, you know, and you can check out my podcast. It's the social psychic radio show. So I guess my branding's pretty consistent. Yeah. <laughs> and so between all those things, yeah, everyone anyone who wants to reach out to me, I'm, I'm more than happy to communicate with anyone who wants a reading or just wants to say, Hey, I, I love talking to people. So, Yep. And then I reckon a reading would be an amazing experience. So uh, check him out. Um, now, Jason, last big question for you. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I love your question. Oh my God. This is like, if you could change the world, why? <laughs> I, I will tell you two things. Uh, you know, George Floyd, I, I mean, Words don't express the pain I felt when that happened. I went and protested five times here in Tampa, and we are at a, a recourse with ourselves here in the United States about racism. And um, that would be one thing I, I want to change immediately. I, I need We need to have greater acceptance and understanding in the United States and across the world, too. It's not just our country that struggles with its own history and its own racism. But I, I, I will tell you this, with spirituality and the way it was explained to me when I did the protest. I realize if there's anything I could die that I believe in, it would be going to a protest for equality and, and ending racism. If somebody struck me with a car, something crazy like that, I'd say, well, I went out the way I wanted to because I was doing what I needed to, because that's how we're going to change the world. When people stand up and do so peacefully, like Nelson Mandela or Martin Luther King, you got to be peaceful and you got to come about and you got to come together and support one another. There's more people in this world who love each other than there is who don't. Mm. And that plus the environment, we got to love our planet. We got to love each other. We got to be ethical about it. And we got to bring about real lasting growth and change. And, and within ourselves, within the planet, I mean, and, and for spirituality, let me just tell you this. I believe that we're all made of spirit, right? And if we're, if we're all spirit 
Why are we judging each other by what's on the outside? It's like it's like driving a car and, and judging the person for the car they drive. That's so superficial and so ridiculous. And our maker would laugh at us, no, would reprimand us for narrow-mindedness, thinking that we have biases and certain things that we're better than somebody else when we all are the same. That's probably where if I can like do something in my power <laughs> with my show and, and what I do on a daily basis, that's where my paradigm has been enlarged ever since George Floyd was murdered uh, in 2020. And um, that's one of the biggest things I need to change in my life. And I, I'm very outspoken now. I was never outspoken when before that happened. Like I just felt like you don't talk about politics, religion or abortion in the United States, those kind of things. Well, now I'm like, you know, because of Trump and everything happened here, I'm outspoken. Mm. If somebody wants to judge me because I'm outspoken and I support Black Lives Matter, go right ahead and judge me. Mm. You're not you're not signing my paychecks. You're not helping me in my life. And if anything, we need to give love to those people because we need to reach everyone's heart and help them, you know, get past these antiquated ways of looking at the world from the 1800s and before like it's just so dumb to me like spirit isn't everything right so if we're all made of energy then how do you judge one energy from another yeah have empathy pay it forward be kind do things like that those Mm. are the things that you know are very important for me yeah I couldn't agree more and you know when it comes to things like if we strip away all of the material things and the money and all of the the things that we think give us credibility, Um, you know, we're all exactly the same. Strip all that away. We are all human. And if we want equality and inclusiveness and unity, there's no way violence and judgment can be part of that. 100%. 100%. And I really think, you know, we're going to get there. (laughs) We haven't gotten there yet. But we're, we're on the way. That's my I, ha, I have optimism about humanity. I have optimism about everything. So the glass is always half full, always. Yeah. And even with the horrible things that, you know, there was a judgment that came out today. Um, the girl that killed our, our shot, I think it's Armand Aubrey. And I'm trying to think, um, I'm so bad. There, there's a shooting with a police officer that shot, um, unfortunately, an innocent person. And it came back with only 16 months as a sentence. It just happened before I got a chance to get on the show. That sickens me sickens me that you could take someone's life even if you were overwhelmed but a taser is not a shotgun a handgun and if you can shoot somebody as a police officer and kill them and and rob them of their life because you made a mistake 16 months 16 months how is someone's life worth 16 months of time i how do you even say anything about that without being Mm. emotional yeah right and so I don't mean to leave that on a negative note, but I'm saying there's things we need to change. Mm. And you know what? It's okay to be emotional upset because it, it helps to motivate us to make changes. Mm. Yeah. Right. And work together. Yeah. And be ethical about it. And that's something that I've, I've started ever since the beginning of this show, particularly when COVID hit, was that it made us made me see that what I do today impacts your tomorrow, no matter where we are in the world, uh, whether, you know, we're in Florida or Brisbane, um, no matter what I do, it can impact your tomorrow. So we are all in this together. So it, it all starts with us and it's, you know, where we st- speak up and stand up, as you say. And it was a, it's Kim Potter, by the way, the officer that shot and yes. was sentenced such a short amount of time. So, And as an attorney, that must really grind your gears. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's, 
nauseating because mm. as an attorney, I swore to believe in the Constitution of the United States of America and the state constitution of Florida, any other state I'm licensed in. I had to take these exams and go through all these ethical standards mm. and prove myself on all these levels. And then we have this constitution that's being ignored and, and, and they're taking away voter rights and they're doing all these things. And it, it's, you can tell on my face, I'm bewildered. Right. <laughs> and I just, we're a democracy. We're mm. not supposed to take away people's rights. We're supposed to be building on people's rights. That's where 200 years of our history is from. Mm. We're not Jim Crow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, I'm saying like, I, I just, it really upsets me. Mm. And I'm praying to God every day that it's going to change in my lifetime, in our lifetime, that mm. we'll have these changes. Well, it's up to us to be that change. And uh, Jason, I can't thank you enough for <laughs> being the change with me and being a part of the ethical evolution. I'm highly honored to be on your show and I really appreciate you sharing your time with me and having us to be able to talk about these topics because um, they're so important. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric ass. Tricast.